You're listening to episode 131 of the God Center Mom podcast with me, Heather McFadden, and we're doing something fun today. You are invited to join me at the kitchen table with not one guest, not two guests, but three guests. And I thought to avoid confusion because that's four women talking at the same time. I would introduce each guest one at a time. So first up is Courtney DeFeo. You remember her from episode 50. She writes over at CourtneyDeFeo.com. Like there's so many ladies and girls and high schoolers to 40-year-olds that are having trouble in friendships and then it feels so deeply hurtful um, and they don't know how to little, literally come back from that, especially when you're in the same school or you're in the same city and you have to walk by each other at school and you're feeling awkward, like you literally just broke up with a boyfriend's. The next gal around the table is Kay Wyma. You remember her from episode 85 and a bonus episode she and I did on Faith Films. You can find her at themoteblog.com. Crossroads in life, and I'd love for you to address this, where, where there's a higher propensity towards buying into rejection. We all feel it. It's like that junior high, you know, we're just like a flesh wound away from our junior high selves. And the third guest for today's show is Lisa Turkhurst. She is the author of the book we're discussing today, Uninvited. I've had her on the show before, episode 45. You can find her online at lisaturkhurst.com. Whether we're in middle school, high school, or whether we're in middle age. Hello, knocking on that door now. Um, but it's we, we do have this question, this constant question in our mind. Like, am I good enough? Am I? Like, why is it that they didn't invite me to sit with them? And I decided, why in the world do I keep asking myself, am I good enough? Because God never intended me to just be good enough. Right. God intended me to be better than that. I am so thankful for my friend Courtney DeFeo and Kay Wyma for thinking of me, for allowing me to publish this conversation on the podcast here so that y'all can be encouraged. Because I'm telling you, If you could resonate at all with just those three little clips, you are going to enjoy today's conversation. It brings up all those hurts, all those past feelings, um, current rejections, rejections we're fearing and protecting ourselves from, friendship breakups. We spend some time talking about that. How do we maneuver those things? And ultimately, how do we believe that we are fully loved by God and rest in that as we approach all these different relationships in our lives? It's But I couldn't bring this conversation to you if it wasn't for sponsors like Focused 15. My friend Katie Orr has written this awesome study, Everyday Peace. Go check it out at Focus15.com. But I want to share with you this week, I'm focusing in on Philippians 4, 10 through 13. And it's about finding peace in any circumstance. And it's Paul just repeating, he has learned in whatever situation to be content. In any, in every circumstance, he has learned the secret. And the secret isn't being invited to the right party or wearing the right outfit. The secret is outside of our circumstances. As Katie wrote, dependent peace is no peace at all. Check it out. Focus15.com. All right. Here we go. Well, we pulled this together last night, maybe at 10 o'clock, but I'm just, Lisa's here, was taping a show last night in Dallas for her book, Uninvited, and I was just excited that I have a few of my friends that have actually invited me into friendship um, in a season where I just needed some buds, and, and we're all friends in the author world, but I feel like for anybody 
that's either in um, feeling lonely in a season of your in preschool world or whether you're in a um, job outside of the home, wherever you are, everybody needs a friend to walk the road with them. As you say, we need to walk the road together um, in motherhood or wherever you are in life. I just feel like as you three have been really, really great friends to me during a season where I didn't know what I was doing um, and writing. And I just am thankful that I could pick up the phone. You three answer the phone, actually, which is rare. Are you <laughs> You do. When I call you, all three of you pick up the phone. There's some people that don't pick up the phone when I call, but you three do. And so I appreciate it. I'm so glad. You do. And it's shocking because y'all all all have a lot of kids and have a lot going on. So thanks for answering That might be why we pick up the phone. We're like, honey, you want to get on the phone? Yes, thank you. Hi, Courtney. Yes, I will step outside and talk to you. So um, this book, Lisa, um, came to me at a time where I was new in Texas this last year. I had um, a friendship breakup happen this year. Um, And so I just was reeling from a lot of things. And your book has just really, I mean, you're my friend, so I would tell you that anyways. If you wrote a bad book, I'd tell you it was great. But this one truly (laughs) is my favorite. Hashtag don't trust her confidence. (laughs) But really my favorite one you've ever done. And there's so much goodness I want to unpack today. Um, So why don't you just give us the background of where this one came from? Because I feel like you are great about not just sharing where you're um, a superstar. You share often from your struggles. So where did this one come from? Well, you're right. I I write about what I struggle with. So it's not a situation where I look at all the topics available and I go, well, I'm a superstar in this one. So let me write about that. I just don't do that because I feel like my best writing comes in those places of deep struggle for me, not just like everyday struggles, but really deep wrestling with God. And where I find one of those struggles in my life and I see other people making comments about their same issue with that struggle at that intersection, I know that the possibility for a book is born. It doesn't mean that every time that happens, I write a book about it. I I only release a major trade book every two years, but this one, um, I really, really sensed I wanted to write on rejection. And part of it, part of the awareness of it came from writing The Best Yes, which was my last trade book. And a big part of The Best Yes was understanding the nature of people pleasing and how that can get us in trouble and how oftentimes we don't live a life where we're focused on the best yes answers because we're caught in the rip current of people pleasing. Mm. And the rip current of people pleasing is where you dread saying yes, but you feel powerless to say no. Mm -hmm. And so I wrote a quote in the best yes that says saying no is not a rejection. It's a necessary protection of your best yes answers. Mm. And I wrote that and it sounds so good. It preaches really well. And some days it lives really well. But then other days I was constantly finding myself tripping over that principle because I still was tripping over rejection Mm -hmm. and the fear of being rejected. I think we all deal with rejection. We're either trying to heal from a past rejection We're trying to deal with a present day rejection, or we're fearing that an unexpected rejection might be just around the corner. And so we're navigating and doing life, trying to figure out 
how to live in a, a place where we don't have to be affected by rejection so much. Right. But it's tough. Yeah. It's really tough. Yeah. And so I decided to tackle it in this book. And in the book, while the backbone of the book is tackling rejection, the promise of the book is there's a better way to live. Mm-hmm. And, um, and that is to live from the abundant place that you are loved. Um, yeah. A hard thing to get to, but right. a glorious place to seek. Yeah, this is one of my favorite quotes in the book. It says, live from the abundant place that you are loved and you won't find yourself begging others for scraps of love. And that one hit me in so many ways because I thought, gosh, I do this on Instagram all the time. (laughs) Man, I do it as like, hey, is anyone out there on board? You know, I just want to talk. I just want to put, love me. But someone just, can you just remind me that my kids are cute? Or, I mean, I just do it in so many different ways in my life. And I thought that's such a powerful way to, and you're big about this. It's like, if we could just literally daily live from that secure identity place that wouldn't our lives be different right I well yeah but I I think it's hard to do and when you have junior high kids or even we Heather and I dropped off our kids this morning and so you're navigating your way through this hall mm-hmm. of of just massive people and it's interesting because there could be so many people you love in that room and so many people that uh, love you, and for whatever reason, especially, and, and I, I would think that you, and I'm, you know, that this would definitely be a part of it. It's just those crossroads in life, and I'd love for you to address this, where where there's a higher propensity towards buying into rejection, because mm-hmm. it seems like when change occurs, mm-hmm. or, or, or just to be able when you walk into those, go, oh, by the way. And, uh, mm-hmm. and I have to do it with my daughters constantly mm-hmm. because, you know, just even with the waves of what they're going, because they seem to wear it so much uh, more prevalent on their sleeves. Mm-hmm. Um, I think we all feel it. Mm-hmm. It's like that junior high, you know, we're just like a flesh wound away from our junior high selves. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Pretty much always. Pretty and, much. Uh, <laughs> and so it just is. And, but for whatever reason, those teenage girls, they, it's like open wounds at all times. So you kind of get to see yourself. I'd, I'd love for you to kind of opine on that, on mm-hmm. it, it, if you feel comfortable with that. Absolutely. Well, um, there's a, a incident that happened to me when I was in, um, I think it was middle school, and um, there was a girl who I thought we were friends. I mean, we weren't like best friends, but we, we were friends. We were yeah. friendly to each other, you know. <laughs> So she was having a birthday party. Now, when I was back in school, they didn't have that rule that if you invite one person in your class, you have to invite everybody in your class. You know, I think that they, it's like the trophy. One person gets a trophy. Everybody gets a trophy now. They didn't have that. There was no mercy when I went to middle school. Like, so this girl. How big was your middle school? Oh, it was probably, I mean, I'm looking at it now backwards. So at the time it seemed massive, but I'm sure it wasn't nearly as massive as what I remember, but it was a public high school. So it was fairly large. However, you were very, very aware of what everybody else had going on. So this girl had a birthday party and it was a Friday. I showed up at school and I knew that I wasn't invited to her birthday party. I'd heard other people talking about mm. it. I could kind of stave off the feeling of rejection until the morning of her birthday party, she passed out neon pink t-shirts that she had Brutal. those little felt letters like ironed on, you know? Um, and so it, it oh, became yeah. very, very apparent who was invited to her birthday party. 
And I clearly remember all day, every time I saw one of those neon pink t-shirts, it was like a dagger to my heart. Because the story, we all have a story, and then we all have a story we tell ourselves. Mm -hmm. So the story that day was, she probably just didn't even think I was close enough friends with her to invite her to the birthday party. End of story. But the story I was telling myself is, I'm never going to be good enough. Like, I'm always going to have to navigate this feeling Mm -hmm. of being slightly left out, slightly forgotten, or completely overlooked. Right. And Mm -hmm. I I distinctly remember that afternoon, her mom pulling up in her station wagon. I can see it as clear as it was yesterday. And all the pink t-shirts piled into the station wagon, Mm -hmm. hugging each other, loving each other. Of course, we didn't have social media back then. But in today's world, it would be even multiplied hurt because... Mm -hmm. Then when the station drag, uh, when the station wagon, I almost said station dragon, (laughs) (laughs) when the station wagon pulled off that day, I only had made up pictures in my mind. But see, in today's world, your Mm -hmm. daughters who are in middle school, high school, whatever, they'll, they'll get to peek inside the party, but Mm. feel that intense feeling of being left out over and over and over as everyone is posting Instagram pictures. Well, if only it stopped with middle school, because it's like Mm -hmm. the, the Mm -hmm. new phenomenon of the girls trip. Yes. You know, or the girls night out or whatever you want to call it. And it is, it's Mm -hmm. posted instantly and it is fascinating. Because you go, it's like the mindset is not 2020. That's you know, right. It just isn't. And so you yeah. picture one thing that's not real, but man, that picture, it sure seems real. That's right. Mm-hmm. And so whether we're in middle school, high school, or whether we're in middle age, hello, knocking on that door now. <laughs> um, but it's, we, we do have this question, this constant question in our mind, like, am I good enough? Mm-hmm. Am I? Like, why is it that they didn't invite me to sit with them? I know you were talking about a conference you went to one time, and it's like everybody was invited to sit in the special VIP section, and <laughs> they were all texting you like, where are you? Where are you? Yeah. I was like, in the nosebleed. I'm in the nosebleed. So, it's you know, it's that weird sensation like, <laughs> yeah. am I good enough? Yeah. But here's, here's the thing that yeah. finally one day I sat down, And I decided, why in the world do I keep asking myself, am I good enough? Because God never intended me to just be good enough. Right. God intended me to be better than that. Absolutely. And so I'm every time I feel that nagging sensation of those same middle school girl questions, you know, I I remind myself constantly, and this was what we were talking about yesterday. Mm -hmm. I remind myself constantly, Lisa. You have been given an assignment Mm -hmm. to love people from the most tender, vulnerable places of your heart. And if you never felt left out, lonely, and less than, Mm -hmm. you would not be able to love people the same way. You have to have those experiences. But when you are set aside, when you're feeling like you're kind of left out from everything, kind of set aside, I want you to look at those times as it's God's plan for you to be set apart. He has a special plan for you to reach people in a very unique way. And so that's true for you, and that's true for you, and that's true for you. It's true for all of us because people cannot relate to our successes, but they absolutely, everyone across the board can relate to what it feels like to have a slight failure in our life or what it feels like to be left out less than or lonely. You, this is raw for you. Well, I've got lots of different things. Lots of different things going on, right? All the way from the homeschool years. Mm -hmm. I was the homeschooled child back in the eighties. 
when it was not, not, so not cool. a popular thing. Not no, a popular thing. so you had to have been yeah. like... Third um, grade through eighth grade, so I don't even know how old I was. I mean, it was mid-80s. Were you home by yourself, or did My you My little siblings? brother, yeah, okay. and I, and we had a couple other families we would get together with, and wow. we had a support group, which my husband still makes fun of, <laughs> that we had a high school support group, oh, and junior historical society. It was cool, people. Um, but You're the, having all the feels right oh, now. Oh, so all of that comes back. <laughs> all of that comes back. And the hardest moments were those moments in um, youth group. Everybody knows each other. And my friend and I that were homeschooled together were like, literally, there's a circle of people talking. We didn't have phones back in where you're in the loop. It was like a physical circle and you're standing on the outside of the circle looking in. Wow. And sometimes I'm wondering, even as an adult now, when I see the things on Facebook or the posts and you have that question, why wasn't I included? And then I think, would I have wanted to be invited? Yeah. Have you ever thought about that? Mm -hmm. Like, So once you've dealt with I am loved... What what do we need to process on, you know, your best yes, thinking of that? Like, sh- should I have even been there? Because I did the Dr. Carolyn Leaf negative yeah, yeah. thought thing. And one negative thought I kept having was I'm missing out. Mm-hmm. Whether it was professionally or friend-wise or with mm-hmm. my kids not doing sports, we're missing out, we're missing out. And I realized the truth I needed to hold on to was if I'm in the middle of God's will, mm-hmm. I'm never missing out. Mm-hmm. So I wasn't supposed to be at that thing because I've chosen – a school where my kids are home more. So mm-hmm. I can't lunch with the ladies. I, I just can't. I chose this mm-hmm. life and that's God's yeah, will. That's or like great. you said, that's I gave so up good. a lot to stay home to be a mom. Do I need to do all the things? Mm-hmm. Should I have even said yes to that, even if I'd been invited? Right. So there's that whole processing that I think takes your two books together. Well, and I think sometimes that that sense of rejection, the message that I have to preach to myself. And, and I do have to, it's not like I wrote the book and like, yay me, I conquered this issue. It's like, oh, I, it's one no. of those, I don't, and, and I think that's one of those weird gifts that the Lord gives you, you know, the kind that are very, that are wrapped with like staples sticking up to be able to get in, you know, it's brutal. And I it think is. that is one of them because if, it, okay, here goes the strange part. If you didn't have it, like you said, you wouldn't be able to empathize, which is what you were saying a minute ago. Mm-hmm. And um, you you wouldn't have to rely on him for Pete's sake. Mm-hmm. I mean, you could do it on your own. Mm-hmm. And it never was meant for that because the intimacy that comes of believing, of faith, you know, mm-hmm. believing what you can't see, what you're sure of, what you hope for, and certain of what you don't see, you know, it's sort of like there comes that very weird gift that's got a lot to give to it, but it's sort of prickly to get into it. And and so, yeah, it's, will it end this side of heaven? I don't think so. Right. I think for me, the desperation that I felt in the midst of the collective whole of all of those rejections, yeah. mm-hmm. it, 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 is a, it is a deep desperation that I... St- Still to this day, find myself feeling. Yeah. However, I know what to do with it now, mm-hmm. and that desperation, when lifted up to the Lord, becomes some of the greatest revelation yeah. that He wants to give to me. And what I was going to say, like, do I even want to be there? I just want to answer to you that sometimes that feeling of rejection is actually God's protection mm-hmm. wrapped in a way that we may not understand it, mm-hmm. and sometimes. The, I, I know for me now I'm in a different place with my ministry because I, I am invited in, if you will, to the green rooms and to the opportunities to stand on stages and speak to people and all of that stuff. 
But I can say none of that has fixed me. Mm-hmm. None of that has mm-hmm. fixed me. Not mm-hmm. one time have I walked into a green room and walked out thinking, okay, good. I'm good now. All healed up in that yeah. space. Yeah. Because yeah. the spotlight yeah. absolutely does not fix me. Mm-hmm. It only exposes what, mm-hmm. what my insecurities are, yeah. you know? Mm-hmm. And so I, um, I think sometimes when God keeps us out of the, the the very thing that we we so desperately wanted to be invited into when God keeps us out of it we have to preach to ourselves like that feeling of rejection is actually God's best protection in disguise something mm. would have happened in that situation that would not have been good for me and mm. on the back side I would have said God why'd you let me get into that situation mm. you know if I would have there so instead God answered that prayer before you ever went and just said, girl, actually your kid's going to get sick tonight. And so you are yeah. absolutely yeah. not going to be able to go because I'm protecting you. Yeah. Well, in the same way, maybe not even like a physical protection or time protection, but like a, if your soul is broken in that place mm-hmm. and it gets fed that same lie, then that's not really ever going to draw you to healing. You're just that's that right. whole like, you're not going to go to God for healing. Hello, there's a phone call, Courtney. See, you're women, being are, women are resonating right with this message. They're, They're calling, calling in. in. Let's take our first caller. <laughs> caller number two from Seattle. What would you if, like if to you ask, don't, Lisa? If you don't think it's real, it's girls having coffee. <laughs> um, no I, one, but... I'm so impressed that you, like, have a landline. It's for the alarm, and no because, one even knows this. Oh, really? Though. No. Do you I'm not, I can't even answer, answer it. No. Do you know where it is? I do it's behind the TV. I've decided now oh, too that I don't look at my mail anymore. I just is that not the worst? Don't do it. No. I'm just telling you. Because no, I might have a check in there. No, no bills or anything. And you I looked at it, it comes in this it comes in the side door. And there's a big box where it falls into. And I accidentally okay. quit looking and uh, and life didn't stop. And mm. so now I'm like, why look? I mean, it really is a bunch of garbage anyway, but it's sort of like the phone. Why answer it? Yeah. <laughs> or so with, I answer it for thank you. you. Thank you. Thank you. All right. Here's a good challenge. Here's okay. a good challenge talking about, you know, just making the conscious decision. Don't look. Okay. So here's, here's two challenges. And ready. this is going to be ready. hard. Mm-hmm. But um, are all of you on social media? Are yeah. you on social Never. media? Never. Well, I know <laughs> you, you do already made your confession. It's okay. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Okay. So... Post something and then challenge yourself not to look at the likes or the comments for 24 hours. Okay. Just don't look. You know? And then I think every time you kind of out of habit, pick up the phone to look, use that time just to say, Lord, you know what? This Mm -hmm. isn't what it's about. Mm -hmm. It's about you. And if I'm really, really using this media for you, I don't have to look at the likes so and the comments. Great. Now, don't it. do it when you're posting something controversial because then you may there may be things that need to be managed, <laughs> so you'll violate it, right? Not I better go delete what I put this morning. I'm yeah, not that you're posting controversial right. things. So that's number one. Number two, and this one is really hard, you guys, and it really caused me to be like, what is the deal, Lise? <laughs> is um, the next time you're in a group and people are taking pictures and there's like several pictures to pick from, force Aww. yourself not to choose the one where you look the best. I thought you were going to say, don't even take the picture. No, take the picture, but force yourself to not analyze which of these pictures, which one do I look the thinnest, Mm. the tannest, Uh, the, you know. Should we hearken back to the photo that that lady posted of me? Bless when you were speaking. Yeah. It was so, like, here's the photo I posted myself. Here's the one that the lady posted to me and I was talking. It was like, it was so bad. But it was so hard. It was genuine. I mean, she really did it out of love. I, don't, I liked it. 
Totally. She's amazing and sweet and supportive. I just got a dose, a big pie, humble pie in the face. She's like, wow. Or I like what you were saying. Maybe don't even post the picture. Because here's the thing that I'm trying, trying, trying to remember. When I post something on Instagram, is any part of what I'm posting kind of me showing something that could cause other people to feel a little bit less than or a little bit left out or a little bit lonely. I don't always hit the mark at all, but I do constantly challenge myself like, hey, if I'm only showing the bright, shiny parts of my life, the best angle of me taking a picture, the one where I just look all that and a bag of chips, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. It's like, then that that's going to give some sort of a struggle to other people. And it's not that I'm responsible for their struggles, but I am responsible to make sure that my social media is the purpose of it is to bless others yeah. and, in, mm-hmm. and to invite others in. That's a good challenge. And the key word is it. others. Yes. Yeah. yeah. You know, which is the secret sauce that's going through everything you're saying, get your eyes off yourself, get your eyes off yourself. Yeah. Consider the other people around you, mm-hmm. which is so beautiful. I love that in your message. It's like, uh, because the trick is of the world's winning ways is me, 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 focus on me. They're looking at you. You're looking at you versus if you can do that quick, like reboot, then you might actually see the person next to you that yeah. is equally in the same boat, like walking through the hall this morning. Mm-hmm. Everyone feels the same way. Is my kid okay? Is the class okay? Mm-hmm. Is their seat in the right place? I mean, yeah. you go down the hall and, and, uh, it, it's, it's fascinating to me because in the sea of people, you don't see anybody and you feel alone. Right. I love my friend's advice. She gave her daughter. She said, your one job today is to smile. Mm. She said, oh, everyone so feels really nervous. Mm. You feel nervous. Just smile and that'll that's help so everyone sweet. else. I was like, can you like post that somewhere so I can remember that? No, and I could have told my kids that. I've already dropped them off. I, I love, love that. Yeah. Well, one of the, the don't look. It's yeah. so good. Yeah. One of the quotes that I put in there, and this is the thing that I think um, whenever I feel that loneliness ache mm. or like walking down the hall mm-hmm. in the brand new first day of school. Um, or whatever it or is. Or whatever it is. Yeah. Walking into a room full of other women the first day at yeah. Bible study, even. Yeah. Whatever mm-hmm. it is. But the more we ease the loneliness ache in other people, the more it Absolutely. will be beautifully eased in us. Mm-hmm. So say that again because that needs to be heard. The more beautiful. we ease the loneliness ache in others, the more it will be beautifully eased in us. Yeah. That's so true. Yeah. That's a good one. I want to... Um, you wrote a whole chapter on friendship breakups, and I mentioned it before, but I... Mine when it happened, felt like a major breakup. Like I just literally broke up with the love of my life. Um, now it feels more like a big bump and a person I value so much. And we are doing what you suggested in there. And then we're fighting for each other so much and we're on a great road. And so I don't want to talk too much about that to honor her, but I, in, in experiencing that this year, I've seen that it's in so many women. Like there's mm-hmm. so many ladies and girls and high schoolers to 40 year olds that are having trouble in friendships. And then it feels so deeply hurtful. Mm-hmm. Um, and they don't know how to little, literally come back from that, especially when you're in the same school or you're in the same city and you have to walk by each other at school and you're feeling awkward. Like you literally just broke up with a boyfriend. So can you give those women that need to, and I know for me, the hardest road has been like literally going to the counselor and saying, what part of this is mine? Mm-hmm. Why did this blow up in the way that it did? Um, what can I do and um, change as a part of my part of it? Um, and God has like taken me to some really hurtful places and opened my eyes to some things. So I am grateful that it happened. It hurt. 
bad. Um, so what advice would you give to women like me that are either just, has just happened and feel like their life is over because maybe a best friend is maybe not in their life? Well, first I, I just want to acknowledge the hurt. I mean, I know this hurt personally. I wrote in the book how, um, I had a dear friend of mine that, um, that, you know, the, I liked what you said earlier. It was almost like the hurt part of her and the hurt part of me bumped into each other mm-hmm. at just the wrong time, you know? Mm-hmm. And, um, oh, she, she requested that I take her out. It was like, please delete me from your contact list. Mm -hmm. And so I remember sitting on the edge of my bed, going through, trying to figure out how to delete somebody Mm -hmm. from my contact Mm -hmm. list. And, and so I hit the button, delete this contact. And then my phone, it's almost like my phone was even desperate. Are you sure? It like gave me one, like, (laughs) did you really intend to delete this contact? And, um, it was just an intensely painful Mm -hmm. thing. Um, so I want to acknowledge the hurt first of all, and say the hurt is real. Mm. It is, um, it is definitely something that needs to be acknowledged, not brushed under the rug or hidden or, you know, it's real and it's valid. And, um, and I think the thing that makes this so hard is if your friend would have passed away, you would know that both of you were desperate to cling on. Yeah. Yeah. But when it happens and your friend walks away intentionally it's like they intentionally cut themselves out of your life it's the same desperation you feel when they've died except they chose to go away and they might even be happy that they walked away totally and that pain is deep and um, it's real it's really real Mm -hmm. so first acknowledge the pain but then second Really challenge yourself mm. not to bash, hash, or trash, mm-hmm. um, especially good. not on social media, not <laughs> even covertly, right? Because it's not, it's, yeah. it's not, it's not, like by the time you get to be our age, hopefully we're not going on Facebook writing ugly things about a friend that hurt our family. Yeah. You gather blah, your right? posse that say, isn't she crazy? Yeah. Why would she do that to me? Yeah. Right? right. And like yeah. you gather your people. Yeah. So it's so easy like, to do that. Or it's so easy. Yeah. Or it's so easy to like think about her problems and mm-hmm. then start posting quotes that are like little, <laughs> oh, no. little oh, no. like, <laughs> like, like I hope she reads this because this is her issue. So yeah. don't bash hash or trash on social media or even gathering your friends around, pointing the finger at her, trying to make yourself feel better. Yeah. Um, the inner internet never forgets and you can't take back words that are that are spoken that really violate the beauty of who you are yeah your heart is too beautiful of a place for bitterness resentment mm-hmm. and anger so it just yeah. is so that would be the second thing and the but the third thing and this is where i heard you hint to it mm-hmm. um just a minute ago um i sat myself down and i was praying about this And I was like, Lord, I'm so tired of this hurting me so deeply. And I felt as if the Holy Spirit spoke to my heart and said, fight for her. And I'm like, no, 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 no. Like, Lord, like I'm trying not to fight this situation. And and the Lord repeated to me, fight for her. Like every time she pops into your mind, force yourself Mm -hmm. to think or say something positive about her. Mm -hmm. And... I started doing that and one thing came into my mind that was positive and wonderful about her and then two things and then three things. And I remembered the essence of why I loved her so yeah. much and refused oh, so good. to let all of the 
the crud from the breakup become the first thing I thought about. Yeah. I just refused. And so that I fought so for her. Yeah. Yeah. And, um, and, and just remember, you know, those who refuse to end well, um, prove how wrong they were all along. Yeah. That's like huge. Yeah. if, if I refuse to end, if the friendship is coming to an end and some friendships are for a lifetime and sometimes they're for a season and sometimes they're for a season and then they circle back yeah. and they become new again, you know, and that's what I pray for yeah. your friendship. Yeah. But, um, if I refuse to end well, if I make some harsh statement yeah. or I, I'm more concerned about proving how right I am than yeah. improving the situation, uh, then I'm really proving how wrong I was all along. You know, mm-hmm. if, yeah. if my insecurity is the first thing that walks into any dynamic with her, then it's not going to go well for me or for her. But if I let the fullness of God's love, not fake, not like, Oh, I love you. Right. You know, not that, <laughs> but truly like, I want the best for you. I want the best for mm-hmm. us. Yeah. And this may not be our season to continue. Yeah. What I liked about what you said too, is you spending time with God so that you could come to that place where you could fight for her. Because yeah. I, you and I were talking, so much of these broken relationships are because of our broken pieces bumping totally. into each other. Yeah. And this last year of healing and recovery and all this stuff that I've been going through, it's just amazing how when I can come into a relationship full and whole of God's love, it's like a marshmallow. <laughs> like yeah. Their brokenness can bump and it's not have the impact. Yeah. Yeah. You know, cause the enemy likes to go in those soft mm-hmm. wounds that are already really yeah, tender yeah. and just kind of really get in there and, and just challenge women too. Like if, if you're seeing a, a lot of broken, not just like a one off, but like a, a chain of broken relationships to take that time mm-hmm. to be with God and take that mm-hmm. time counseling. I'm yeah. hearing that like, do yeah. the work. Well, it's interesting. You said that, um, in, when, when we were editing the book uninvited, at the the very end, the thing that my editor and I could not agree on <laughs> was the chapter called What's It Really Like to Do Life With Me? Mm. And it's the chapter, like the whole book is on rejection and learning to live loved, healing from our past and better dealing with the present and not getting swept into the preconceived oh, notions right. of like the, the rejections that are just perceived in my head but aren't real. So we right. deal with all of that. But I told my editor, I was like, I really want to do a chapter. What if I have some some issues and stuff Mm -hmm. that's causing people to reject me? I want to do a chapter that will help us become more Mm self-aware. Well, we went back and forth. She felt like... It was just, this wasn't the book to put it in. And mm-hmm. I was like, diehard, like, I, yeah. I really need this to be in there. Yeah. So the, the chapter did not make it mm-hmm. in the actual mm-hmm. book, but it is the bonus chapter in the back oh, of the I book. I love it. Okay, yeah. okay, so good. that's okay, how good. we solve it's the problem. The covers. Yes. And if you look at... <laughs> it's the bonus. If you look okay. at the bonus chapter, there's, there's a, a self-analysis quiz uh-huh. mm, that good. you sit down and take to help yourself that's become so more aware and here it is right here yeah. so it's like i'll assess myself here, let's show it out okay <laughs> let me ask you something when you were when you were going on the mat for the chapter did you have this quiz already or did it come after the going to the mat because it um, could be like one of those little 
extra right that's it came that's it awesome. came after like it was part i added it awesome. on just to say please 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 yes. okay, but how cool is that because you may not have added that on if you hadn't had to fight for it and there goes the beauty to really not only um it's it's like a tool to help us equip ourselves and so. i'm guessing that's not something you want to do alone or maybe right. part of it's alone mm-hmm. part of it's with a real friend that's right so there's there's you assess yourself and then a very safe friend, right. um, not the one you're in conflict with, oh, but a yeah. very, very safe friend mm-hmm. who loves you so much that you know they have so built up I your know, life. It's like, That's I don't know if I can breathe. <laughs> I'm not sure I want to do. Yes, keep that in so, Yeah. So, a friend who has invested. I know, we're all like, how honest oh is Kay going to be with me? That's what Courtney's saying. But a friend who's made enough deposits in your yeah, life right. where good. they it's can. It's like peeling the band off slow. That's right. They yeah. can say the encouraging things, but they can also maybe say some things. It's like, hey, just be more aware of this. Mm. So, you would take the quiz, Courtney would take the quiz, then you would sit down and you would have a great conversation right. in a time where there isn't conflict. Yeah. And, um, and of course, you need to wrap it in prayer because you don't to want say, it to become conflict. in prayr. Right. Husband's yeah. at the ready. Husband's yeah. at the ready. Or okay. you could even do it with a spouse. Like if you and your spouse feel super safe with one yeah. another, you know, have you that should do it of, from the spa, a spa with a massage. Like, sure. I think we should add that in. Right. Sure. That, that's Whatever you right? like. Yeah, just don't oh, no. take a picture to make all your other that. friends feel left out. <laughs> but, right? it's, but it's such an interesting thing because if you can, and, I'm, and I'm, I'm guessing as with almost everything in life, that first step is truly the hardest. And then you take the step and realize that you're, you're still alive. Mm-hmm. And, and if you could do it in different people groups, like to actually maybe give it to your child that's old enough to be able to... Because they see, I don't know about y'all, but they get to see the raw that I didn't even know I was. You know, like I didn't think I had anger. I I really don't think I'm an angry person. And and yet there are those moments. Right. And um, it's all based in that fear of rejection. I I sit there and I think, gosh, there's my, my kids could really tell me a lot about myself and, and, in a good way, mm-hmm. and that's. I love that you said that. It's really and I'm really glad ask, you had the bonus chapter opportunity. Thank you. Well, and my editor did request I cut other chapters, and they did get cut, and they didn't. And I didn't fight for them. You know, I really I wanted to listen to her brilliance yeah. and wisdom, but this one I just felt like I need this because life is not so tidy, and mm-hmm. all that we're talking about today, it's not. It, you can't put friendship and relationships and our past, you can't put it in a formula that always equals the same thing, right? right? And so I could see someone listening to us today and going, yeah, fight for her. That's awesome. You don't know what you my friend know. did right. to right. me. Right. Or that's like, right. that's awesome. You don't know what my ex-husband did. Right. Or mm-hmm. you you can't possibly understand what it feels like to have a child reject you and totally mm-hmm. leave your life. You're right. Life is messy. We, we mm-hmm. live in a broken world. We're broken stuff happens all the time but might the message of uninvited be one positive step like it may not fix all Mm. the big stuff but might it help us all live with a deeper sense of god's love today and at the end Mm. i um i i yesterday on the interview that that i did um i held up the book and i just said here's here's what i want you to do when you get through all the pages of uninvited and you've had this experience with God while I'm your friend holding your hand, but it's really God's message being spoken to you. When you get to the very end, I want you to go get a black Sharpie marker and I want you to cross out the word Mm. un 
so that it marks forever that with Mm. the Lord, Mm. his love can never be shaken, taken, or Mm. tarnished ever. Mm. With the Lord, you are always wholly loved and fully invited Mm. in. And that marks the end of our journey. Mm. The coolest club, the Trinity, right? We have to take her to the airport (laughs) now. just love to pray for you. Is that all right? Yes. What a way to, seriously, what a way to end it. And it is. It's a, do we believe it? Do you believe it? Because you are. You are loved. And so thank you for writing it. Mm, I know it's not easy. Mm -hmm. And thank you for the, (laughs) no, but I I mean, if you're going to dip your toes in that, I know a little bit about what you lived through dipping your toes in that. And it's brutal. Mm-hmm. And so I just I thank Living you for doing it, yeah, and uh, pointing people to the place where the ground is solid. And so thanks thank for yeah, thanks for that. And um, wow, for sharing yeah. with us. It's a good word, girl. Totally, totally. All right, let me pray for her. Um, dear Lord. I just am so so grateful for Lisa for her message. And Lord, this book um, almost literally cost her her life. Um, and so I'm just so thankful that. And that she's here and that um, she's healthy and that she is getting to go into some really um, deep wounds for people. And um, Lord, I just know that this book is going to be um, change the lives of so, so many women and men. I think this is a, a message that just crosses over countries. It crosses over generations. It crosses over um, just all kinds of demographics um, because rejection goes so far back and so deep. And Lord, you're the only one that can heal us. And so Lord, I just love that. I know Lisa's heart is so for you. Everything that comes into her books is so bathed in prayer is so biblically accurate. And so Lord, I just love that um, she's just giving a love letter from Jesus straight out to people. And I pray that they'll spend this time in this book and they'll do the work um, Lord, I know I just thank you for the work it's done in my own personal life. Um, and I just want to pray for her protection over her family, um, over her ministry. And just thank you for all the people that feel like yeah. we're generally friends with her because she has a unique ability to reach masses of people. But we all feel like we're her friend. And thank you for Lisa in Jesus name. Amen. Amen. Thank you. All right. It's crazy how that all came about. I mean. Courtney was right. It came together last minute, dropped my kids off at school the morning of. My sweet friend Jay watched my littlest knock so that I could rush over to Courtney's house. If you want to see the video, um, it's torture, obviously, to watch yourself. So I won't be watching the video. But if you would like to watch the video of this conversation, go to Kay Wyma's YouTube channel, Say Something. And after you watch that video, she has so many great conversations she has with friends in her own kitchen. Uh, Just mentorship and discipleship, you know I'm all for learning from those who go before us. And today, talking about friendships and rejection and all the messiness of those emotions, you think, what does that have to do with motherhood? And we all know it, it comes up. Our kids can impact our relationships with friends. We can think, well, if only my kids would behave a certain way, then my friends would invite me to that thing. If only um, we think when our kids get rejected, it brings up all the rejection in our own lives. And so I do hope that you deal with whatever past hurts lie in this area, present hurts, and, and how you are guarding yourself from a rejection by not putting yourself out there. I want you to know that The goal of this show is not to tell you X, Y, and Z about parenting. There's plenty of things online for you to learn about 
how to potty train or sleep train or whatever train you want to do with your kids, my hope is that you remember who God says you are, your positioning in him, your, your firm foundation in God. You are centered in God and God is in you. And there is power if we realize who God is, the God of the universe, loves you so much, but he also dwells in you through the power of the Holy Spirit. And that we as moms don't look to our right or to our left on how to parent too much. It's wise to ask for advice. It's wise to read this book or what the other. But ultimately, God chose you and he has gifted you and he is growing you and stripping away all the yuck so that you can be the best version of you to your kids. So my hope is that you are God-centered in your parenting, that it's obviously there's no like someone told me, you know, Mary was the God-centered mom. I totally think Mary was an amazing God-centered mom, but ultimately there's no perfect mom out there. The hope is that you're parenting from a place of recognizing security comes from God alone. It doesn't come from doing this parenting thing right. Okay, I think I went on long enough. I pray for you often. I'm thankful for you. I know God is doing a good work in your heart through your mothering. Thanks for taking time out of your busy life to listen to the God's Around podcast. Adios. I hope you enjoyed this episode of the God-Centered Mom podcast. If you're looking for more resources on how to replace me with he, go to GodCenteredMom.com. That's where you'll also find show notes with any links mentioned by our guest. I want you to really understand and know that God is just as present while you are washing dishes at your kitchen sink as while you are worshiping him in a church pew. He sees your service to your family and he is pleased. As it says in Zephaniah 317, the Lord your God is with you. He is mighty to save. He takes great delight in you. He will quiet you with his love and he will rejoice over you with singing. Have a great day.